You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. I'm Anna and I'm here with Rick and Paul and we are here to discuss polarizing games. All right, guys, take it. First of all, I do want to apologize for any diminished sound quality on my end. I am not at my usual setup. I am using my headset lying in bed because I was very ill today, so I might be very low energy. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's how I'm doing. How are you guys? Well, I forced you to be here, so I'm, I'm just happy to have you. <laughs> I put in my contract that I wouldn't have to talk about how I'm doing anymore. And... <laughs> I am not yeah, happy. I'm going to come, come up with up. super awkward answers until... Right. Yeah. See, so the concept great. of introducing ourselves is a very polarizing concept, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great way to go into it, because it's not just specific games that are polarizing. It's uh, also concepts surrounding those games that are polarizing. Yeah. That's true. Um, but I do want say that uh, polarizing by definition just means that people feel strongly one way or another about it. It has nothing to do with like some statistical census or something. Like it's not a 50-50 split of population like some idiots seem to believe. Like I know some people hide behind education to like try to prove that they actually know a thing or two, but people who think polarizing means an equal divide between camps are complete morons, and I just wanted to say that straight up front. <laughs> Unless, of course, they're one of our Patreons, in which case you're now correct. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> pardon my bitterness there for a second. There's backstory to that, which will go unrevealed. Uh, except for on <laughs> Patreon? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, it's worth a try. Um, yeah, polarizing right. is not 50-50. That's, it's a... I, here, let me add some rationale to what our good mate's trying to say. Is It's common on the internet these days to have somebody use the <laughs> word polarizing in the sense of like 50-50. Like you love it or you don't. And you can see the blurred lines there. But, but we're just being clear that it's, it's not 50-50. It's, it's, it, but it does split people down the center. Like th there's a somewhat vehement Wait, opinion on the matter <laughs> one way or the other. <laughs> All right, I don't know what it means. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't do any research for this episode. Well, no, you know what you mean. <laughs> well, no, you know what it means. It's just you've kind of covered every single definition in there. Um, you you didn't weed anything out. You included more. I just reeled everybody back in that was previously upset. <laughs> like, see now, now, no matter what you think, it's correct. And <laughs> yes, sorry, I should yeah. not have even started with this. My apologies. <clears throat> Okay, so basically polarizing means that people have a strong opinion one way or another. It has nothing to do with the actual statistics and like the mm -hmm. numbers in the camps. It's not a 50-50 split or anything like that. It just mm -hmm. means that you either really like it or you really don't, or you have one opinion or another. Like It basically splits into two camps. The population of each individual camp is irrelevant. It's just that there are two you know, polarizing uh, opinions. Yes, and that's mm. today's episode, the definition of polarizing. <laughs> Check us out on Facebook. Now you know. Now you Let us know something. what you think. 
I'm sorry, I shouldn't have even come back for this. <laughs> no, we need this. This is this is exactly perfect. So what, what I mean, what's a what is a polarizing game then? Do you do you think like a series of games can be polarizing or do you think it oh, would course. be like one game? Yeah. Oh, it could be anything. It could literally be uh, even you said it could be a concept around a game. Uh, parsers, mm. people love or hate parsers. People love or hate point and click, right? All right. Well, um, you know, let's not show all our cards. We got to stretch this into forty minutes, mate. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was that was that was the ep- so th- that that's the table of contents right there, guys. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if we start with if we start with parser and point and click, they're basically the two caps. So yeah, you know, they kind of go part parcel. So where are we in in that? We already know where we are, I guess. I'm a little bit in both. <laughs> Parser, I was, I like all of them for various reasons, and it depends on how old I am when you ask. Wow, that was really cryptic. <laughs> My thing is more that I just don't get why uh, either side really hates the other. Like, I like parsers. Mm. I like, I love point and click. My favorite, yeah. Some of my favorite ones are point and click. Some of my favorite ones are exactly. parser games. They're, they're great. Exactly. It's like, and I think That's that there's so Canadian games of us. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but there are some games that lend well or lend better to a parser. There are some games that lend better to point and click. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, I don't get why people make it a war. Here's a question. Like, legitimately, for, for people who don't like parsers, I, I want to know how many people don't like parsers that have played them. Because I think a lot of people don't like the idea of parsers. Like, Part of what I'm saying is I think it's very fair to say you need a pretty good amount of nostalgia for parsers to to like them a lot. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's exceptions. So if you don't have the nostalgia for parsers, I think they'll look at them and be like, you know, words, typing, gross. Like, I I don't, I feel like they just assume they wouldn't like it. So I'm curious how many people out there you know, would have had nostalgia for them, but they just actually just don't like it. They have ex- experience and don't like it. That's a good point. All three of my kids have played text parser games and, and none of them play them in their spare time. So, Well, if you ask me, it's uh, just as I don't get why anyone hates the other, I also see the points made against uh, each other. So yeah. I get that people don't like parsers because it can be... Uh, a challenge sometimes to communicate to the computer what it is exactly that you want to do, whereas sometimes I do feel that the point-and-click interface can oversimplify things yeah. um, that would uh, that would have been a little bit more challenging or a little bit more um, uh, what's the immersive with the parser. Yeah, like, are you in my brain, Rick? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a perfect way to put it. But then again, the three of us are are in both camps. You know that they've. They've both mm. been done really well and, and not so much. For me, it's personally, I think it's more just what mood I'm in. It, not not even so much the game itself, because I've i definitely played parsers where I'm like, this would have been a great point and click and vice versa. But I don't think I've really played a parser where I'm like, you know, this is bad because it's a parser. So for me, it's just like if I'm in the mood f- mm. <laughs> if I'm in the mood for it or not, I swallowed my bloody tongue. Like if I have... If I have the option, I'm going to play the parser. If I'm, say, like, okay, I'm going to play through the Quest for Glory series, I'm going to play um, with the parser, although originally when the remakes came out, I played them too, so I had nothing against them, and I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. But right exactly. now, as a grown-up, if I go back, I'm going to play one, the original, I'm going to play two, the original, and then I'm going to play three, of course, with the point-and-click, and that's great. I love it. 
I love all of them. No, this is at the end is having the options, but yeah, Parsh is a really big, a really big one. Just it for me, I don't, I just can't think of many people that that I've ever heard say they've played them and they don't like them. I, I, mm-hmm. I think right. I think there's a lot of people like we know that like Lucas Arts was really big in in Europe, uh, much much bigger than Sierra, and 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 there's definitely a tilted scale as far as you know fandom and such over there. So I think for for a lot of people coming from Europe playing just LucasArts games, I feel like they'll look at a, at a Parser game and just, you know, be like, ugh, like, that seems arcane. And I get based that. On, uh, it's not a ba- judgment. Like, I yeah. get it. If you don't have nostalgia for it, then it probably looks just like, you know, a, a, a handful. Well, I'm going to counter that slightly by saying that uh, it does come across that way based on some of the comments that I've read throughout the Guild, like the Facebook group. Uh, but... I also feel like in order for people to really quite hate it, they have to have played it. Like they have to have wrestled for 30 minutes trying to get the thing that's on the thing. Mm-hmm. You need to say the thing that has the word about in it, but because you can't use the word about, you can't mm-hmm. like do the thing. So you're like trying to figure out another way to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. Plus some people, I, I, it was pretty intuitive to me, but um to some people, it can be a little bit difficult because the uh, the format of parser typing is a very broken English. Right. Yeah, you have to be able to... T- it's like, could you figure out T9 typing on your flip cellular phone? Because if you could, you probably could have played parser games too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it is... But I, 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 could, I struggle to see how that could make it harder in any scenario because I feel like everyone can dumb down. Well, like you said, I, I do get some of the arguments that are made against the parsers, but um, again, they are arguments that are made, I can only see people making because they've struggled with the parsers. So I'm not sure if mm-hmm. I really agree with the fact that people like uh, dislike it in principle if they haven't played it. I feel like it's one of the things that you kind of have to have experienced. I, I right. think they all just played Codename My Spen, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would yeah, do it. And they're like, this sucks. Got him. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the, it just makes me ponder how far preconceived notions can go. But we'll never bloody know. I'm not going to start a poll on Twitter about it, so who cares? What else is polarizing? FMVs, am I right? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know much about FMVs. I honestly don't. Okay, why? But there's something there, so why? Like, what about them has given you no interest in looking into them? Because I stopped playing games around that time. They were big. Yeah. That's the problem I had. Like, I did the Tex Murphy that neither of y'all has played, and I thought it was great, but it was just like an adventure game, and it kind of looked like FMV, but I never played any FMV games outside of, like, the Tex Murphy games until very recently. Because I was busy doing other stuff during those years and I was just not gaming. And when I went back to gaming, I went back for the games that I already kind of liked or the new games. And I just kind of skipped that time period over completely. Yeah. All right. So like on my end, I guess we have a, just a, a small age difference, like three years or something between myself and you two. So in the, it, that might have been those three years where FMV was around. But that being said, I didn't have like a big childhood thing. I did play Phantasmagoria as a kid, and that's a, that's a really nice memory I've got. We've talked about it before. So I mean, there was that in my childhood, and I know we had the Beast Within, the Gabriel Knight Two game, because I vividly remember the box, um, mm-hmm. as one would. But 
I, I don't remember at all playing it, even watching, you know, parents play it or something. So um, I don't really have nostalgia for it. I guess for me what happened was I played Gabriel Knight 2 for the first time recently because I, I liked one that much. Because um, mm -hmm. I really didn't think I'd like an FMB game. Um, but, it, but because the first one was so good and, and then it goes to 3D. Man, I wish there was a second Gabriel Knight that was pixel art. But anyway... Mm -hmm. um, I played it and it was just it was awesome. It was one of the one of my favorite games ever. Like I was surprised it hit me that hard for like a a, a game from 95. Like mm -hmm. it, it it maybe it's the most uh like the game that's held up the absolute best. I and I don't know if that sounds ridiculous because like the clothing and and things like that, but like it's pretty damn good. The acting's really good. Like it's it's a good time. So I'm trying to be more open-minded about it now. Is well, since story. you seem to know what you're talking about on this, I have to ask because um, I honestly, I still honestly don't know anyone who hates FMV. But you know, um, my mo my biggest exposure to FMV is through a group which is uh, fondly looking back on nostalgia. That's the entire point. So. Um, was FMV something that was really disliked? Was is, are there people who hate FMV and why? And like, what is the um, uh, what is the anti FMV opinion out there? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I, I guess I can say that I, I went from impartial t slash I guess more impartial, but like the bad kind of impartial where you're never going to give it a try or a chance. I was just like, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't have a strong opinion on it, but I'm not playing them. And until right. Gabriel Knight 2. And then I was like, all right, you should probably open your eyes and, you know, give, give them a chance because that, that was amazing for 95. Like, it makes me want to play new ones. I, I just bought uh, Darren Hall, uh, his game, the Dark Side of the Moon. Sorry, I snapped. Uh, <laughs> if I startled anyone. <laughs> but uh, his game looks amazing. Um, when I get time, I want to play that. But, yeah, I don't... I don't know what it, what it would actually be, but I guess I could say before Gabriel Knight 2, I, I, I didn't like the idea of it, or I think I just assumed it's going to be just really cheesy and, and maybe not enough game, like just a lot of watching video. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not even wrong, but it's, if it's done right, it's, it's fine. It's great. Yeah. Okay, uh, you know, I, I, a slight amendment to what I said is that, that uh, I kind of stopped playing around that time. I shouldn't... Uh, that I trace back a little bit of timeline. It was um, that's partially true, but it's also most just that I just never really played FMV games specifically. Like I did play games a bit at that time, just not those ones. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of my preconceptions, which became my predominant opinion about FMV, was because of the um, the, the press and controversy of Night Trap. So, um, and again, it, it's not that like, oh, that, I hear that game is horrible, so therefore, blah, blah, blah. But it was more just like, you know, because it got so much exposure, I saw the game and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. that doesn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't really look great, although it was pretty amazing at mm -hmm. the time. That one that you just mentioned, though, The Dark Side of the Moon, is like, fucking, is this a movie or what? Holy shit. It mm -hmm. looks so cool. <laughs> well, I mean, you also got to think about, like, um, how how far computer graphics has come in terms of um, in terms of video games, even movies. Uh, you know, it it's really looks good these days, but people will still go back to pixel art because they're just you know, people are very faithful to the old ways. People like pixel art. People like practical effects. 
Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter how good graphics can get. So you can only imagine back in the day what FMV was a, not only um, kind of stepping away from classic pixel art and sprites, but also at a time when there wasn't even nostalgia for it. Right, right. Well, you know what, that, that, that tells me what I think I would like to say on the matter, <laughs> sir, if, if you don't mind. <laughs> to be oddly cordial. The, the, um, I think if people rejected it off the bat, it would have been because they approached it like, this is the new t kind of game you're going to get now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Sierra did that. Um, Maybe among others, I'm not sure, but I feel like the the promotion behind FMV off the bat was like, this is this is the future of video games. Like your mm -hmm. games are going to be this now. Aren't you excited? And if you're not, you're like, I really hope that you know, <laughs> this, this is the case because there's really bad news. And and then you reject it the, on premise because you don't want it to replace what you like. And then you know you end up uh, in 2021 looking back at me and like, yeah, I never did like them games. Well, our um, our friend Sarah, who was on on our uh, King's Quest Four episode, uh, she did a little Twitch stream of playing. Um, I believe it was her. She played Gabriel Knight Two, mm -hmm. and uh, so I tuned in. So, somebody was. I'm pretty sure it was Sarah. So I tuned in and saw, um, saw watched her play it for a little bit. And I saw a little bit of the game because I never played it myself. And. It's just there was something about seeing live actors that really emphasized the ridiculousness. So I'd see Gabriel Knight walk in and like um, talk to a character, and he would just sit there staring the guy blankly in the eyes right. until you made a decision of what to say. And it just you know it when you see two pixelated sprites doing this, you don't think yeah. When you see like a mm -hmm. person looking at a person like dead in the eyes unblinking and just like or giving like a little bit of motion just to give that sort of like i'm kind of you know time is kind of passing yeah and exactly just, they're yeah. acting idle yeah <laughs> Very bizarre. and then and then you know when you uh when you when you repeat lines to each other and it just feels so bizarre yeah, so i mean i guess that kind like of uncanny yeah it, it does kind of pull me out it's one of those things where you know the more real it is the more it emphasizes the flaws and pulls me out of it, right? Whereas uh, you can get away with this kind of stuff uh, the further detached you are from reality. Well, and here's the thing. Like, we had just gotten away from insert seven discs, insert 12 discs when you're playing a game. And now we're like, okay, everything's on CD now. We don't have to change discs all the time. The games can be bigger. This is great. And now these FMV games come out and they're like, there's seven freaking discs again, right? So what, what direction are we going in here? That's great. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, yeah. And we're past capacity. Well, games will always try to push... <laughs> Yeah, games will always try to push. You, you give them an inch, they'll, get, they'll try to take that mile, right? Oh, God, yeah. 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 And you know, what, what you were saying on Gabriel Knight too. I will say, I, I myself, and I would bet 99.9% .9 of anyone that's playing that for the first time again recently, which actually seems like quite a few people I've noticed on Facebook, that game in particular, have they been firing up again lately? But uh, you kind of, the first 20 minutes, you, you do what you just said. You, you laugh at it, and you're just like, this is, this is weird, this is bad, this is, you know, but, but it's just, just cheesy enough to be funny and, or, or hopefully charming enough to be engaging. And then the next time you, you load a game or, or you sit through the next hour, you kind of just make a deal with the game. You're like, okay, yeah. this is, 
we're going to write off the 1995e aspect. But what's a shame about the point you brought up is that if they just did quick cuts, like we're all so used to nowadays, mm-hmm. like they could have cut, they could have just cut all those. Like they're really not necessary. They they are just mm-hmm. lingery and weird and. Ugh. Um, but before we move on from from FMV, I'll just say I was totally forgetting to mention that I also played Phantasmagoria 2 recently, and that's an awesome game. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like I feel like it's truly underrated. It was such a cool story. It gets a little out of control at the end, but a lot of ge- a lot of a lot of things do. A lot of sci-fi things do. Films in particular. Yeah. The, the final act will be just a little, you know, like the drugs got better. <laughs> I, I, I will also say one last note on Gabriel Knight 2 particularly is that um, you know especially when you take a series that pre-exists and then you make the sequel um, you know you change it from that classic VGA to the uh, early FMV um, you now have to cast a real life person to play this mm-hmm. role which means that the uh, Gabriel Knight that I saw from the first one not that I played it but you know, I saw the thing and I saw what Gabriel Knight was supposed to look like, and then I see the actor who plays him now, and you know nothing against uh, is it is it Dean Erickson? Yeah, it's Dean Erickson, right? Uh, nothing against him because I understand that he actually did a really good performance, but it was just that disconnect yeah. that he did not look like how I was how I trained my head to believe Gabriel Knight looks. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If you're trying to cast somebody to fulfill an avatar, you're, the best case scenario is fifty percent of the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're never gonna you're never gonna cast somebody that we've all given <laughs> so, a totally unique thumbprint of in our minds and yeah. be like, that's what everybody pictured. <laughs> yeah, so that's a really tough one. And I had the I had the fortune of like getting to know the game and even knowing of Dean Erickson and things like this. Probably probably even like Facebook friending before I played the game. Mm-hmm. And so like to me, it was it wasn't live in '95 when the game comes out, and I'm like, wait, that's not the Gabriel I had in mind. Because I know what you're saying. I, that happens to me a lot because I'm very picky about how I visualize characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was more like this. Like Dean became like the legend of Gabriel by the time I played the game. So I'm like, mm-hmm. of course that's Gabriel Knight. That's bloody Dean right. Erickson, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I've never played it. He is who I associate as being Gabriel Knight. So. Right. Yeah. But anyway, play Phantasmagoria 2. More people should play that game. Lorelai Shannon wrote it. She's uh, such a lovely person. And the game, the story specifically, I'm a sucker for great stories. And mm-hmm. and she's, I said, like, you know, that's a unique trait of mine. I hate when people do that. I hated mm-hmm. myself just then. Um, but anyway, it's it's a really good story. Um, it's, it's awesome. It's super spooky. Like, it's it's like, it's smart. It's it's a smart game. And uh, Curtis Craig was the character's name, I think, not the actor, mm-hmm. is coming coming forward to speak about his experience for the first time uh, ever on YouTube soon. So if you oh, didn't know great. that, now you do. All right, so what, what else polarizes? Or what other games, what specific games have polarized audiences? Oh, okay, back into specific games. Sure. Yeah, there's definitely a few, for sure. Well, for specific games, uh, the first one I've thought of was just King's Quest Seven, because a lovely game. Speaking of Lorelei, right? I mean, great game, great writing, but a lot of people either love it or hate it for various reasons. And and actually, you could kind of say the same about uh, Mask of Eternity, but there's not so many. It's not like polarizing enough because most people generally don't like that one as much. So pick on right. Seven to be a little bit more controversial that way because the people that love it love it. Wait, sorry, again, polarizing doesn't mean an even split of people. Polarizing just means no. that people have strong opinions. 
Mm-hmm. So are I there, don't even do know if people, people have strong opinions about like eight. Do they? Is there? Oh, some? they have strong I opinions. Mean, I'm just me? not sure if they have. I, I know <laughs> that they have strong opinions. I just don't know if anyone has any strong positive opinions of it. Positive, right? Yeah. So few I, people. I wouldn't that, say enough. Yeah, no. But King's Quest Seven, the people that love it, love it. They love the animation, even the Disney style. And then the other side, people are just like, "Oh man, it was way too much like Disney," or "I didn't like the animation style," or "I don't like how they represented some of the characters." I might have said a few of those things myself. Mm-hmm. I uh, I d- can't speak to the story or the characters or anything like that or the gameplay because I haven't actually played it. But I will say that um, if there was ever going to be a series that lends itself to that art and animation style, it should have been King's Quest. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. when it came out and seeing um, the Interaction magazine where it came, where they were uh, announcing it, and I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a good turn to take. I thought it was a good uh, progression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I had nothing against it. Yeah, uh, I had nothing against it conceptually, but um, uh, if there's anything people complain about in terms of story character or uh, um, uh, gameplay then I, I can't speak to that mm-hmm. did you play it Paul I can't remember no I didn't it was as you guys I recently played one through six um, like <laughs> back to back Couldn't to back yeah. and, and I don't so we're all gonna wait till Troels plays it all the way through right because his his next one yeah. is gonna be seven now he yeah got yeah exactly funding yeah. I, I need to break it but I, I have Recently seen Picking Up Roses did a, a, a video on Seven and one other one. Picking Up Roses. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what's that? Pushing Picking Up Roses. Picking Up Roses. <laughs> 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 yes, it's the generic knockoff. Um, <laughs> dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one that's on Pornhub, not or no, you porn, not YouTube. You gotta. <laughs> So pushing uh, up roses. Yeah, she done a video on it. I wonder if it was Trolls. I don't know who the other one is, but I, it doesn't matter. I saw two reviews on it quite recently um, and, and actually watched it through because I'm like, fair enough. I'm not going to play it for a long time, so I'll just watch it. And it seemed like something I'd want to play. I can say mm-hmm. that much. Yeah, as there a grown-up, it's great. <laughs> yeah. The animations, I've said this before. I don't want to totally crap on it, but they were they were a little underwhelming because of how amazing the rest of the game looks. Like I felt mm-hmm. like the, the the animations, the cutscene animations fell a little short compared to the, the game's overall art style, which was was awesome. Exactly what they were going for, they nailed it. Mm-hmm. And then it's a little weird in the very beginning that you have to play your mom. That's right. After I played the first six, I did start seven. Like you know, mm-hmm. let's just do this because I'm not playing eight, probably ever. So one more to go. And and I couldn't because you started as the mom. I played yeah. like 15, 20 minutes and and. In its defense, again, I had just played six Kings Quest kind of in a row, so like it never really had a chance. <laughs> Screw but, this, I just can't do it. But the last thing I wanted to do was, was start as, as Valance, and, and just, yeah, I wasn't into it. And Roselle was all like, I, I never get to go on adventures. I'm like, what do you mean? I just played you in one like two games ago. <laughs> Wait, did that she say that? That was the thing that bugged me yeah. the most. Yeah, what? she's all like wistful, and how come I never get to go anywhere or do anything or have any adventures? I'm like, were you there in some of those? <laughs> like, you've been. You've had more adventures had than game. anybody else I know, sweetheart. <laughs> she had a game called The Perils of Rosella. Before that, you were tied up on a hill facing and down a three-headed dragon. Exactly. Like, it's been a life. Like, you know, thinking yeah, about doing fine. things with your brother that you shouldn't be thinking of. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay. 
No, that this was isn't bloody weird. LucasArts, am I right? Because of uh, <laughs> Star Wars? All right, all right, let's all move right, on. Yeah. But no, they weren't, they weren't true to the characters. And as a kid who had played through them, I found it was also really easy. And I don't know why, guys, like, I'm not like that now. But when I was younger, I was all like, things need to be hard for me to like them. So I was just like, it was so quick. I went through the game in like two or three days. And I'm like, why is it I can play through as Rosella and it takes me over a year? Granted, I'm younger, but still. And then I can play this one in just a couple of days. I just, I didn't feel it. Yeah. Well, in your defense, Leisure Suit Larry 5 is too easy. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they hold your hand in that one. Actually, isn't Leisure Suit Larry is polarizing. I mean, the series of Leisure Suit Larry can be very polarizing. That's true. People are vehement one side <laughs> or the other. Yeah. I don't even really hear anyone against it, to be honest. No, me neither. But I would imagine that people that don't like, like, I don't know, people that don't no, like I that do. would be against it. Like, feministically? Don't know. Should, yeah, I that's... shouldn't even use that word, right? I don't know. <laughs> Not to bloody get political. I, I will say what is very polarizing about Leisure Suit Larry is the new Leisure Suit Larry games. Mm. <laughs> okay, actually, because, good call. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you know, I, I know people who play it and say, it, no, actually, it's they are actually really good. Um, and I know people hate the character design of the new Leisure Suit Larry, which uh, I don't mind. I don't care. I think it's fine. I, mm -hmm. I got nothing against it. Uh, and I haven't played it, so I can't really comment on it, but I hear from a lot of people whose opinion I generally hold in high regard that it is actually uh, they're a pretty good game. Uh, really good, in fact. The yeah. only thing is that I just cannot bring myself to dignify the game because of its title. Ugh, I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I'm not going go to. I, I, I want to... Second one. <laughs> yeah, not, not that my single solitary opinion will do any... Uh, I will have any impact, but I am not going to give my dollars. I, I want to send out the message that I will not give dollars for something as petty as you made a really stupid name. Yeah. Well, unless the second one's a play on the fact that they knew it was a stupid name, then the second name's even worse somehow. It's horrible. Yeah, it I mean, is. It's not far, even. It's not even the thing, like physics-wise. Like it, it, you know. I don't know, drying twice is even referring <laughs> yes. to it. Yeah. Again, unless there's a part of them that's like, you know, we knew the name wasn't well received, so, you know, bloody, you know, we'll just go full nonsensical. So if that's the case, apologies, and that's actually funny, and, and a decent redemption. Mm -hmm. But uh, something tells me it's not on purpose. <laughs> yeah, there, there's that. I'm not sure how much it is on purpose, and I uh, kind of get the feeling it isn't, but I'm yeah. open to the fact that it might be, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well... I respect the fact, um, if it were a fact, I, I respect the notion of doubling down out of spite, but you do have to realize that when you double down out of spite, what you're doing is causing the people who don't <laughs> like it to hate it yeah. twice yeah. or twice as hard. Double down. Yeah. And that's what's happening. So, <laughs> oh, you know, I, I appreciate that you're doubling down, but as a result, you kind of had to expect mm -hmm. this was going to happen. I yeah. am definitely not going to play that yeah. game because... You just keep doing this. You keep shooting yourself in the yeah. foot. Well, I'll say from, from the feedback I, I've heard from everyone that's played it, they particularly liked it. Like, really it, liked it, it. It's, it's, it pleasantly <laughs> surprised everyone that... I haven't heard somebody who did not play it um, not like it. So that makes me want to play it, but it also tells me that, that if you played it, you probably at least, at, at least you know, feel like it's fine. 
Um, and if you haven't, then you probably are just rejecting <laughs> the premise of it. And that's fine, too. If that's what, you know, I, I get it. It's a little weird. I yeah. think the fact that the character was changed design-wise, even if, like, even if you don't know it, I think it's actually the better move. Because if they use the, the iconic, like, Larry from Seven, the final cartoonish-looking Larry, then there's a lot of pressure, even more pressure, to just be exactly like those games were, you know? So I, I feel like just mm -hmm. the visual dissonance between between the design of Larry is, it just gives them a little breathing room to Kinda be like, okay. Kind of reminds me of Roger in Six, yeah. just a little taller and slimmer, you know, that kind of design. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. now you just made me retroactively dislike the design change more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now that you had to compare it to. to <laughs> I was Space thinking Plus about Six. that. I'm like, I wonder what Rick's gonna think when I say that. <laughs> um, well, I mean. There's so much to unpack here. It could almost be a half an episode on its own. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're already reaching that <laughs> anyways. But, uh, um, y you know, the thing is, I'll also say this. I would have given the Le Leisure Suit Larry game a chance if not for the fact that there are already so many really big, good yeah. games ahead of it in line that uh, yeah. little things like mm -hmm. the pettiness of the title... That's all I need to say, okay, well, I'm not going to favor that over all these clearly better games that I should be playing instead. Yep. Yeah, right. no, exactly. That's I know I'm a snob about it, but that's that's how I am with, with non-pixel art games. Like, if, it's got to be just fa fantastic. Like, one little strike off, and you're probably wow. just not going to get played. And It's just because there's so many great games to play <laughs> still. <laughs> It's true. I gave it half an hour, mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it. And I said, hey, you know what? This isn't half bad. I'm going to go back and play more because there's so many in-jokes and times that the wet dreams don't dry pay homage to the original Larry series that I'm like, I'm totally going to play it again, but I haven't quite yet. Mm -hmm. um, to get to your point, Anna, though, in terms of the character changes, I felt that there was a... Um, number one, I felt there was a consistency mm -hmm. in Roger Wilco that, uh, you know, Space Quest 1 looked like Space Quest 2 for the most part. Space Quest 3 looked like the natural progression of that. Space Quest 4 looked like the natural progression of that. I, you know, it, it really was defined in my head what mm. Roger Wilco basically was yeah. to some degree. And the fact that the series was ba was pretty much a through line. Like it was one led to another to another, like pretty much directly. Like mm. they were basically to be continued and uh, here we are taking over from last time. Whereas Larry... Uh, they did that very well in the first three games. And then, uh, you know, there's the gap in four, and then five comes out, mm -hmm. and it was completely different. And I don't know the story and how it ties into everything, but basically I felt that mm -hmm. Suit Larry concluded after three, and everything else is just kind of like extra bonus content. So I, it, it, it doesn't matter to me if things are detached from this point on, because, like, I, like you know, the canon story to me is the uh, first three and anything outside mm -hmm. of that is sort of like whatever, like <laughs> just borrowing the license. So it doesn't really matter to me to begin with. And um, I know that Leisure Suit Larry was always had that certain kind of look based on the box art ever since the first game, but I never really cared for that, um, you know, three foot tall, giant head, mm -hmm. small body kind of design anyways. So I didn't mind that they made him a little bit more yeah. 
of a practical design. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with either. I just thought one always reminded me of the other when they brought it out. And I do remember, I just, I remember when I first played Six and I remember liking it, but I was just like, ah, oh, why is he so tall and skinny now? I do remember feeling that way, at least for a little bit. Yeah, Roger Wilco, you mean? Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't like, I, I didn't like that they turned him into a gangly slob, is the thing. Like, he was always, he's been kind of lazy, but he's always been able to step up. He's never really been, uh, he's been goofy, but he's never really come across to me as an idiot. And I felt that Space West 6 kind of turned Roger into, like, this, like, just this, uh, I, I, I can't find the word for it, but you know what I mean. He's just like this yeah. total... Things happened to him more than anything in a different way, yeah. And just my two cents on the Larry, the look of Larry, like, I would have liked it if they had just made the other humans (laughs) people. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) Sound like somebody who's pretending to be humans would say something like that. (laughs) What you humans would look like. Um, Like, the the other, the the women in the game, let's let's just say, looked like, realistic cartoon drawings whereas Larry had like the cartoonish nose and was three foot tall so like him next to real looking realistic looking people was mm-hmm. just really weird to me like I, I don't understand I'd, I'd never understood that he looks like he comes across like a mascot at a theme park <laughs> you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. well I mean given the art style starting with five um <laughs> I, I, I mostly agree with you, but I kind of cut it some slack. Like, it kind of, um, with the art style starting with five, it kind of came across more like a Prozac music video than actually based Because he got a strange disease. Wee, wee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, but I do agree with that general direction. Um, it, it's kind of not meant to be literal anyways. So yeah. if you do kind of change it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, that's true. Because I, I, I should just, for disclaimer to what I just said, it, it has, th- that critique has nothing to do with the impact of my enjoyment of playing. Because mm-hmm. it's all just ridiculous. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's fun. It's yeah, it's, it's a good time. Um, so yeah, it doesn't matter. I was just I was just mad at Larry Five because it wasn't Larry Four, which I've said before on this podcast, and I'll say it again. And then I was like mad that it held my hand so much. So it was like mm-hmm. it wasn't even the art style that bugged me. It was just like that game bugged me until like later now i can go back and play it but it still makes me roll my eyes again like yes okay i'm gonna save <laughs> well bloody speaking of Al Lowe, uh he had something to do with police quest and i would like to speak of that now <laughs> yes please let's do that swat is pretty polarizing because like people are like is it police quest isn't it police quest do you like it don't you like it like to me swat is the most polarizing i've come to terms with it using the police quest name because they also Mm. called it police quest swat so they have separated itself Mm -hmm. from the original series enough that i don't care anymore i used to take um a bit of exception to them calling themselves police quest but uh, now that i've actually thought of it through rationally i'm like okay well it's not police quest Mm -hmm. It's Police Quest SWAT, and they can do whatever they want from here. So I'm fine with it now. We were all looking for a police uh, quest, and we all got a police procedural. It's like Codename Iceman. We were looking for an adventure game. Instead, we got like a submarine manual, right? <laughs> well, all right. So, so that, that's a, a good statement to make because the, the three of us like Police Quest. We're going to focus in on one AGI for a second. We, we like the game, but there are people that see that game as being too procedural. Yeah, I, that's actually where I was going to go, is that um, I was going to say that we've already talked to death about Police Quest 4 and its polarizing place in the series, but 
the actual police quest one itself yeah. was very polarizing too. Yeah. Because, um, you know, a lot of people didn't think it was enough of a mm. adventure yeah, game. Not all of us were going like for me and probably you guys, it was fun to memorize the codes and the manual and the procedurals and to like get to know the stuff behind the scenes. Like at least to me, it made me feel like I was kind of a cop, like I was into it and I knew the stuff. And, and that's what I considered a fun about it. But I think that's what a lot of people are like, oh man, like who the hell wants to memorize codes and procedures? I just want to play a game. I don't want to aim my gun for 30 fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah. And and fair enough, uh, it's it's one of those things in retrospect or I'm sorry in hindsight that that is um, exaggerated. You know, when you're actually doing it, for example, walking around and checking the the, the wheels, um, like you, you've got you've got your rhythm. If you're used to playing parser these you know old parser games, then you're probably using like you know F three keys and and having yeah. your your walk setting on fast. Like it's it's like a six seven <laughs> second ordeal you know what i mean it, it would you could do it quicker than you could complain about it in, yeah. a, in a post online no i agree i granted this is a lot to do with nostalgia i'm sure but i the nostalgia glasses are too thickly on there i cannot take them off i cannot tell at this point i literally do not know what i'm looking at is nostalgia versus objective i just can't see anything particular like yeah. so bad that's irredeemable yeah well, it's exactly. just it, it was a fun game to be as a kid i think it's the, one of the common theme we keep stumbling upon not saying that we're correct but but de through through deducting is coming down to like preconceived notions and and i i think that that's probably where police quest suffers again i, I think it's something that if you if you don't have experience if you haven't played it then then you probably just don't <laughs> want to based on hearing words like procedure and manual and look up. And I also had the benefit of Police Quest 1 being my very first Sierra mm -hmm. game or Sierra adventure game ever. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't have to go through King's Quest 1, King's Quest 2, Space Quest 1 right. in order to get to Police Quest 1. That was my first one. So maybe if you go through all those ones and you're like, ooh, I'm playing a fairy tale. And then you're like, Okay, walk around your car until you've checked all your tires. Maybe it'll be jarring, but like that's a sort of what I that just was normal mm -hmm. to me because that set the bar for everything that came after it. It was my me. third, but it was pretty close. Like I didn't finish Leisure Suit Larry one and then finish like and then get into Police Quest. I like I played Leisure Suit Larry one for a while and then I got Police Quest one. So it was just like my second and third mm -hmm. games ever. So of course they were awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, and actually, to be fair to, to the, the listeners, and all three of us are coming from the exact same place because it was it, one of the first three <laughs> for me, too. I, I, don't, I don't remember the order. I, I know Gold Rush, Police Quest nice. 1, and Space Quest 2 were my, like the oh, first three man. games I played. So good. But I don't know what order. <laughs> but but I, I guess that's why I would, I would just say the most logical thing I could say would be if you break it down and you're used to playing these kind of games, the things like walking around the car that, that we have fun with and joke about online and stuff, it really is like a like a seven or eight second ordeal. So if that's the kind of stuff that's keeping you from playing it, try it. Because if you like those AGI games, you, you will like you will like it. It's not as it's not as procedury as people um, say it is, or even remember it as. Because at the end of the day, nothing from like '88 was uh, was that intense mm -hmm. um, or complex to begin with. <laughs> like it's it's just not that hulking of a task. If I was able to finish it as a kid, even if I didn't do it right or with full points, I mean, anybody can give it a shot. Come on. 
Get out there. Do it. So how about um, originals versus their remakes? Mm. Especially when it comes to Sierra. Yeah, that one's polarizing for sure. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. I mean, Case West 1 is a little bit uh, different because yeah. it was uh, remade into uh, EGASDI. Mm-hmm. So I think generally people Correct. respond quite positively to both. Um, probably even if not more so the remake because it's a sort of, um, it was just a little bit of a buffed up version with, a few, I think, a few things fixed, mm-hmm. if anything. They did that with the uh, Quest for Glory games when they remade them. It was like they'd add in these little extra bits and pieces that kind of increase the universe, but they didn't take anything away. Yeah. They're probably uh, very he- They're so heavy on the negative side of polarizing that it's almost not polarizing. Again, not to make it a 50-50 thing. I just mean there's, there's, so, there's just enough people that like them mm-hmm. to say that it well, even is polarizing. I, I, would, uh, I would say that something like Heroes Quest versus Quest for Glory um, the EGA versus VGA. I definitely think that is polarizing. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, wars start out over that yeah, one. Yeah, big time. But hmm. when it comes to something like Space Quest 1, uh, AGI versus SCI, I think that one's a little bit more of right. the whole, nope. you know, if you played AGI, you're going to be a more inclined towards hating the SCI remake. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of people who played SCI, that was their entry into the series. Right. And they might not have even played AGI, so they're kind of a little bit more pro SCI. So I think uh, that one's kind of a little bit, it's less of a war on that one. It's more sort of like, well, this is what I think. Well, this is what I think. I think they generally get along a little bit more agreeing to disagree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Compared compared to something like uh, Quest for Glory 1, which really does bring out the worst of people in the fans. Yeah, more so than in, uh, in any of the other remakes. I agree with you. Well, I, yeah. I didn't. The Police Quest One is not polarizing to me. The remake that they do, the VGA, because I don't know. Does anybody like it? Maybe there are people out there that like it. I don't know. I've heard. Yeah, it, it, it's very similar to me. In um, from what I've experienced, it's very similar to what I just described mm-hmm. in the Space Quest, where you know the people who played Police Quest One, AGI first. Mm-hmm tend to hold that with a higher favor whereas a lot of people actually did enter in because they made the remake so that's kind of like their entry point that's what brought them into the series mm-hmm. um, so it's hard to really find objective or people who come close to objective mm-hmm. uh, or anyone who even like claims to be objective about yeah. it whereas I think that's the I think that's the conflict of Heroes Quest and Quest for Glory is that I think so many people have played both mm-hmm that they do feel that their opinion is objective. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a, that's a very good way to put it. Because if if you look at Space Quest, you hear more negative about the remake than positive. And I think it's because fewer people had their first experience with with the SCI version. But a lot of the SCI, sorry, a lot mm-hmm. of the AGI players mm-hmm. played the SCI. Whereas a lot of the SCI players mm-hmm. didn't play the AGI because they just got into it at that point. You know, so that that's another thing working against it and i would say also regarding the police quest thing like you said rick it's it's, it's exactly like the space quest thing yeah. except for a lot less people care yes <laughs> <laughs> like no i don't think any i think like at worst they're impartial like yeah uh, you know uh, yeah i for, for me like quest for glory j- just just visually the ega is one mm-hmm. of the best looking ega sierra mm-hmm. games so like it, it's so gorgeous and and the the remake to me it falls into territory of bloody uh, yeah. conquest of Camelot, and it's just 
just a lot of uh, it's just a lot of green, you know, featuring brown. Yes. Like just, sorry, just uh, Camelot just, or Longbow? Yeah, long, are you the talking about? One, yeah. okay. Longbow. Sorry, thank you. <clears throat> uh, I actually liked Longbow, um, even graphically. I thought it looked really nice. The um, but I, I agree with what you say about Quest of Glory One being sort of like a um, it you know uh, real is brown mm-hmm. kind of thing where it's like objectively the graphics are better, but um, you know it looks so much nicer in EGA if you ask me. But you know, you go for the people who want. Oh well, this looks more mm-hmm. realistic, versus well, this looks more stylish. Yeah, like yeah. Rain yeah. Peace VGA versus EGA is always something that comes up. Which one's the most beautiful one? Which tree mm-hmm. is the most beautiful? I remember playing him when they came out and being like, "Oh, it's the upgraded one because <laughs> it's the point and click." That's how I kind of thought of it. So I played the new one, and I'd be like excited to see more and get extra content from the people that I love that make the games that I love. If they were made by the creators, I was like, freaking awesome. Great. Yeah. I'll play it. But they're still not the ones <laughs> I go back to. <laughs> like, which tree am I going to interact with? Oh, the oddly brighter than the rest of them tree. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul, didn't you say that you recently played through the Space Quest 1 VGA remake? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, and that was like just recently, like for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. Just recently for the first okay. time. Yeah. So, so what do you think then? What, what's your objective opinion as a totally objective fan with no biases? <laughs> well, hmm, I can't answer it that way. <laughs> but <laughs> so I had every reason to not like it, um, and I did mm-hmm. because I, I'm I love the AGI game. It's like pantheon for me. I knew that the two guys, specifically Scott Murphy, didn't really approve mm-hmm. of it or how it was went about, like. Mm-hmm. I just I had every reason to not like it, and I I really did. It was it was just really fun. It was not very different, but just different enough to feel a little refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, here's a different take on a game I love, and it's authentic. Yeah, I like that. Ish. I haven't tried it yet. So. <laughs> not two guys authentic, but Sierra mm-hmm. authentic. Yeah. I I have to say that um, I I want to play it. Uh, I I am grateful that the uh, Space Quest bundle that I got on GOG comes mm-hmm. with the original. Uh, but I do wish that it also came with the VGA just so I could try it. But at the same time, I do have to say that the reason why I haven't tried it so far is because it blew every single chance of the first impression <laughs> with me. Yeah. 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 I, get, I feel where you're coming from there. Yeah. The... the there's a, a really specific name for that art style too, where it's, it's got that kind of '50s influence, but but they did it in the '90s to death. Um, right. And it's yeah, it's it, like Leisure Suit Larry Five. Those two games are similar to a degree, but I, I will say that was a huge deterrent for me because I, I really don't like that art style. It's no offense to anyone who makes it or does like it, but but that that '90s overt '90s Leisure Suit Larry Five style. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's actually what I like the most about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's actually one of the things that turns me it's on hilarious. to it more than anything. It's everything else that forces me away from it. I I, I actually there's, there's nothing blocking me from Legends of Larry Five. I actually do really want to play it. Uh, the only thing that blocks me is uh, is time and um, just having other things to do. Um, but Space Quest, I, I I'm not sure if it was exactly that same kind of style, that sort of cubism kind of thing. That's it. Yeah, not not as close, but but yeah, uh, uh, yeah. No, a '90s flair mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, um, but that '90s flair to it would be something that would generally draw me. Like I watched, um, 
who was it I was watching? Somebody was playing uh, Leisure Suit Larry 5 mm. on Twitch. And I was in love with the art. I loved that. It was like, wow, that's, that's great. I, I really want to play this. But uh, Space Quest 1, I, I think, again, it's because I have too much to compare it to with the AGI version, which uh, I, I've said before on the record, and I will continue to say this, that AGI is probably my favorite era of actual mm -hmm. art in, um, in Sierra, at least, if not all of gaming. I just, it's beautiful to me. And um, so number one, it has to compete against that directly like it's not even like oh it's the sequel that naturally progresses it's it's actually like oh this is overriding the, you know the really good right. art yeah to replace <laughs> it with this and it's not even so much the actual um style or the graphics it's more just like the decisions like the uh um oh this ship is going to look like a cooked chicken for some mm, reason yuck yeah so why would you do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> never know, pays off things like that yeah, yeah. And just little things like that. Like, uh, uh, you know, the, I mentioned before, when I first played Space Quest, even though Space Quest is ultimately a comedy and a funny game, that first section in the Arcadia was scary. Yeah. Like, I was terrified throughout the entire time. It, was a, it yeah. was a horror game to me. And then when I played Space Quest 1 VGA, it kind of really doubled down on, like, the goofy, silly comedy, where it's just sort of like, oh these robots are running around with their arms flailing around and it's like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of ruined that tone that I kind of really loved about space quest one AGI. And less it, was and, more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe I should let that go and just kind of let it be its own thing. But I will right away say that, um, I, it, it's not going to hold up to the no. AGI for me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I should give it a try to let it stand up on its own merits. Exactly, because yeah, you you won't like it if you're at all comparing mm -hmm. it because it, it's it's not going to be as good, period. You know what I mean? The, mm -hmm. the, there's nothing about it it does better, um, and there's there's very little probably does as good. <laughs> um, so, so that, but that being said, it, it's I guess I looked at it or treated it as like here's here's like a a, a Sierra game that you kind of didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. You know, like what if. What if we told you that there was another space quest? And and I know it sounds crazy, but like around the time they made the fourth one, they did the first one again, kind of just like the fourth one. And you know, it's mm. it's not at all the same. But so looking at it as like this bonus, uh, bonus content or whatever, th then it's good. But if if you if you can't separate mm -hmm. them, like if you can't help but think of it, when you said th this was supposed to replace it, because it was, and it kind of did, hence it being in a lot of collectors packs in, in replace of it and and such. Um, but if, if you, th if you're thinking like this was supposed to replace it, it is not going to live up to that. Like it'll never mm -hmm. fill those boots, but if you just look at, and also you, what you have to know going in, which I'm sure everyone does, but it's, it's just to remind yourself, like this was written in the Roger Wilco mm -hmm. era, not the space quest era. Yeah. That's right. Cause there's that weird thing where the first three space quests, yeah, they did get s sillier. Cause as you said, the first one. The first one is very intense in the beginning, and it's it's hardly a comedy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's got funny moments, but like it's mm -hmm. it, it doesn't know that it's going to be a full-on comedy yet. It's still comedy a little drama, like sci -fi, you know yeah. sci-fi-y, and yeah, exactly. And the, the second one and it's the third one, they just get a little sillier, a little sillier as they find themselves. But then from the fourth mm -hmm. one onwards, the three with the Roger Wilco on, on the yeah. box, they're they're almost different yeah. space quests. Like they're oh, very. Yeah. 
four definitely bridges the gap, but yeah, the, the, that's when the references just come thicker yeah. and faster, and so you just you have to know you're getting the Roger Wilco era of, of Space mm-hmm. Quest. Yeah, that's a good point. Just using the first one's story. That's a very good point. Um, but that being said, it's it's a cool like it reminds me of like the Marvel What If thing. Like you know what what if we got to see Space Quest one when it was in the Roger Wilco era, where things were more, you know, silly and cartoony. Yeah, I mean, that's... So basically, you have to manipulate yourself into finding a way to like it. Yeah, like, you can do it, like, don't do it right after you finish playing the series. Don't do it close in. Like, it's kind of like, for me, if I read a book, I'm not going to watch the movie based on the book right away, because it's going to piss me off. Like, the whole freaking time, it's going to piss me off. But you know what? I'm older. My memory isn't, like, super-duper long, so I'm going to read the book, and then I'm going to watch the movie after I forget about the book a few months later and then I can enjoy it. So this game's like that. So like play the games and then play different games and then don't play them. And then when you've kind of forgotten a little bit about the games, then play the remake and you can enjoy it more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well said. So uh, as is our thing, uh, we did focus a lot so far on Sierra games. Um, are there non-Sierra games that uh, we could talk about in terms of polarizing fans yes i will go real quick with the dig i think that one's i think that one's a bit polarizing i used to think so and i swear to god it's been like three years since i've heard anyone say anything bad about it Hmm. it like it's the difference between smart people and not so smart people because i'm one of those people that i thought i was smart but i couldn't figure that game out like, but all I had was a disc, no books, no instructions, no nothing. It was just in the archive. So I, I put it in and I'm expecting to play it. I just finished like Fate of Atlantis, right? I'm like, okay, I'm into this. Let's play it. Then I'm like, never mind. But I, I don't yeah. think I put in more than an hour or an hour and a half. Like, not even enough to really give it a, a go. I don't even think I was able to get out of the first area out in space there or whatever it was. Yeah. No, it's, it's immediately hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because it's. I, I guess it's it was probably more infamously polarizing than currently polarizing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that, that's exactly my experience with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more so at the time, and and if you play it now, and it's I don't think anybody playing it now or in the last ten years is, has felt, was misled into th- one thing that could have really got people would have been that it's it wasn't that Lucas Artsy style. Um, you know, the more serious cinematic nature of it. So I think people playing it now know what to expect. They know it's it's their, you know, more serious game. They're not going to be, you know, misled or, or whatever, mm-hmm. or let down by expectation. It's a really good game. It's really hard. I mean, like, really, really difficult. Uh, I You know, use use uh, UHS Universal Hints for that one um, and play through it that way, because otherwise it, I, I would have never made it through. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Anna, you brought up a good point because now I think about it, it does get it gets too hard too quick in the sense that I, I if I didn't have like help like universal hints or whatever, then mm-hmm. I probably would have just given up because it's just immediately demoralizing. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> understand the concept, but like also I didn't like understand Loom either. But if you do recall, it was because my dad told me I wouldn't, and he said the same thing about the dig. And you and he know prophesized. how strong of an influence he has on me. So he's just like, yeah, this is another game. He tried it. He's like, you're, you're probably not going to like this one very much. So I pop it in and I'm like, oh, damn, like this guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a good time. There's bloody, it, it's, it's, it's one of those games I think if you just commit to letting yourself use a walkthrough or a hint system, then it's fun. Because mm-hmm. it right. it's a really good story. 
disability. Which is basically being pretty much every game out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, to stay on Lucas for a second, do they do they have any polarizing games? I mean, that more so or equal um, to, to the dig? Was there anything... Um, well, I mean, the, the the further you get into the Monkey Island series, then yes. Okay, yeah, okay. If you're yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. the Telltale ones later on, which I've recently acquired. No, not even. Like, Curse and Escape, uh, those really do tend to get the people who love or hate. I've, I do yeah. forget people are all controversial on them. For me, they've always just been a part of the series. So I, until the later one came out, I never even thought about that aspect. Yeah, it's a weird I I, I mentally... I, I disassociate the the tales and the and the telltale ones from from the canon, mm-hmm. but um, and but curse I almost don't know how to feel about it because I haven't played it. I played the first two, but not the third oh. one. So it was good. It was better than I thought at first. I was like, oh, it's gonna be kind of cheesy. It's not gonna be that great. But it was actually really cheesy and great. Like it wasn't amazing like the first two, but it was like reasonably good and fun. But so easy. Ah. Oh. Is Curse the one with the um, with the literal cartoon graphics? Yeah, you got like the big yes. check on the front, and then you yeah, ghost stuff. Yes. I mean, I mean, in the game, like yeah. it's it actually like plays yeah. like a cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which it does that really well, it especially does. because I, I I'm really quick to reject things when they move away from pixel art, but that one that one gets a pass. It looks amazing. The 3D one looks horrendous, but as was the time. <laughs> mm. But yeah, that's true. Those those are polarizing, and uh, you know, the, I don't know if there's much mystery behind why, because it's it's you know a new creator steps in, kind of on the shoulder of giants or whatever, trying to step mm-hmm. in for Ron Gilbert and and do a game and retcon what he did. That's like, whew, that almost mm-hmm. kind of takes some balls if you think about it. To, to, <laughs> to st- I mean, because uh, Gilbert probably wasn't quite as established as as a, a legend that he is now, but it would be one of those things where you know you're you're stepping into his shoes and retconning something he wrote. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a bold move. Yeah. Yeah. Other other than that, I don't really think there's very much polarizing in um, in Lucas Arts library. No. Uh, because even something like Zach McCracken, there's just people who don't like it as much as others. I don't know who actually hates that game. No. I think the the biggest controversy in Lucas Arts is by nature of being Lucas Arts versus Sierra. I mean that's. That's the polarizing view more than any game in the LucasArts library. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. even then, yeah, again, exactly. it's it's never against LucasArts. Like, no, no one... I, I still don't even know any Sierra fan, including people who worked for Sierra at mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. that says anything bad about LucasArts. No, but it goes the other way all the time. Mm-hmm. Recently, even. Yes. Sierra is, as a whole, is polarizing, no, that's, of that's course. that's a fact. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. I guess that's what it is. Because if, if you like Sierra games, you like Lucas. If you like Lucas, mm-hmm. <laughs> you might like Sierra games. It depends. If you're really vocal about it, then you probably don't. <laughs> and that's all right. But I mean, I was just trying to clarify what would be Sierra and and what would be their most polarizing aspect. And I think I've got it. Out of everything uh, that was ever made out of Sierra, the most polarizing aspect of any of their games would be Cedric memes, which is, uh, you know, a modern way <laughs> to deal with an old school. <laughs> I actually, yeah. I didn't have a problem with Cedric at first, yeah. but the memes, the memes have caused the great divide there on the Classic Gamers <laughs> Guild on Facebook. I, I, and I won't go into that because I just want people to have fun. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, I, I won't go too far into that whole thing. But I will say that one of the things that, um, again, it's I get it and I don't, but uh, deaths in adventure games is just, I, I don't people hate them so much to the point where they think that they should never exist. That's LucasArts versus Sierra again, in a way. <laughs> no, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like, Sierra, what is polarizing mm -hmm. about Sierra. And I get that a lot of times deaths are not implemented properly, mm -hmm. where they, there is too much learning from dying, and that's not really good design. I get where that comes from, but when, there are, mm -hmm. when people are like, oh, there should never be death, it's like, okay, now you're just taking it too far in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that opinion stems from Ron Gilbert's article about why adventure games suck. Mm -hmm. I, I forget if that's the exact title, but it's very similar to that at any rate. Um, and I actually went to read it because Paul and I are working on The Phantom Fellows. Uh, sorry for that plug. I'm not deliberately trying to you know, shill, but it was actually kind of relevant here. Uh, while we've been designing it, I decided to actually take a look at what Ron Gilbert said because obviously he's a legend and there's a lot to learn from him. Mm -hmm. Even if I might not agree 100% with the things he says in terms of my own personal tastes. But uh, it turns out that Ron Gilbert was actually like... Um, I agree with him 100% because he never said that there shouldn't be deaths. He just said that they needed to be used better. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the people who say there should never be deaths are really misquoting him because even Ron said that there can be deaths. It's fine. You just have to use it properly. Which he did do. At least a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And But it is worth noting that he... He doesn't even omit it. He, he stops to mention it, and, and he gives his two cents on how they should be implemented. So he's like, you know, mm -hmm. here's how to do them, which is definitely the opposite of do not do them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. so, so, so if anything, just, just to bear it as in an open mind that, that it, it was never intended to just never happen, um, it, 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 it probably can, I won't say should, but it can, um, and yeah, I mean, like every other genre video game, adventure games should be allowed, you know, a little, a little mm -hmm. uh, consequence by death every now and then. And again, I've always pointed out, uh, or I've recently pointed out quite a bit, that uh, uh, there are games where death just does not really seem to suit it. Mm -hmm. Like, um, uh, uh, quite, quite a few adventure games, it, it just doesn't feel right that there should be deaths in certain things. Um, for example, I keep bringing this up, but uh, St. Christopher's School Lockdown, uh, if the character could fall down the stairs and die, that would be really jarring. Like, it's just, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that shouldn't happen in that game. Or uh, even even Loom, I don't really think uh, death would be very appropriate for Bobbin to die if you do the wrong thing in that game. Mm -hmm. right. But uh, but Guybrush? Why, why shouldn't he die? It's dangerous being a pirate. Uh, uh, Maniac Mansion was one of the perfect examples of death in games, and uh, yeah, and Maniac Mansion is an example of perfect use of death in the games, uh, because they die when you do things that would kill them, so uh, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, uh, and I, I I don't believe there's any death in Day of the Tentacle, and there's something about it that kind of makes it feel a little less appropriate there, uh, while it seemed a little bit more fitting in with Maniac Mansion. 
either or because you, you could embrace the cartoony side of the deaths with something like Day of the Tentacle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, tone-wise, it's such a perfect game, it's hard to shoehorn in any elements at all. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, you're, you're right, Maniac Mansion had a little bit more of, of the, the spooky side pre- prevalent, so it is more appropriate for that one. Yeah. I, I will say that um, one good reason to leave deaths out of your adventure game is that, as uh, Paul and I are discovering, they're hard. Like you have to, you have to <laughs> really go work. out of your way to put them in. Yeah, they are. You really have to go out of your way to put them in. Yeah, it, it, it makes you wonder. You know, this the little cynic in in, in You know, you kind of, kind of wonder if, if LucasArts just caught on to how much resources, time, and money it was taken to, uh, <laughs> to do like thirty-five deaths a game, like over at CR, and like you know, this is uh, pretty expensive and a right pain in the dick. So, <laughs> here's why you shouldn't do them. <laughs> It's uh, but it, it makes you it makes you appreciate the deaths they did in Sierra because they uh, yeah so each one each little tiny animation and death and message and everything such a labor of love and that's why those mm-hmm. who like it appreciate them so if, if well, you exactly. know if you don't understand that that's our view and bloody give him a chance he might like it probably not but you might mm-hmm. and I mean I I like the death scenes I mean we collect them right mm-hmm. I think some people just don't have that same like dark twisted sense of humor that we do. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that LucasArts games don't get dark, because they definitely do. But I mean, like, there's a certain twisted that comes from yeah. enjoying seeing our characters die that Sierra players. Yeah. You get butterflies says. when you know you're doing something that should kill you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 a cool thing. And and I, I gotta say too, there's a. I I I, I would never rate Sierra or LucasArts over one another because I don't yeah, have to. Yeah, that's very true. Just yeah. that, so just to make that very clear, because I do, I know I talk more about Sierra, um, but I love the LucasArts games. I've played all their adventure games um, except for one. I'm not going to say which one because you'll yell at me. Um, and Curse <laughs> of Monkey Island, because I said that earlier. Um, it's Grim Fandango. I, w- I will. I will. Um, <laughs> it's just the, the 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 one thing that I I find lacking when when a LucasArts game is is a little bit lacking for me, which is almost never. Um, but every now and then, maybe like in the middle of the game when it starts to get a little grindy, you miss that consequence where it's like, hmm, or yeah. you miss those those butterflies we just spoke of where it's like, ooh, <laughs> I'm going to save it because I think if I you know touch this berry, something's going to happen. Um, I was audibly rubbing my hands together there. That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, there's something there's something fun about that, but there is also the consequence factor, which which again I, I won't beat this to death much further. But but the fact that there is death in in kind of every other genre video game. Period. Um, there's even death sequences in battle chess. I mean, like it's <laughs> it's it's everywhere. Um, you got to wonder why. It must be a mechanic that works, and and I think the mechanic there is is the consequence. So mm-hmm. the death can really aid in that. So I'm I'm just saying if you're on the fence whether or not to try the games with deaths in them or, or just you know only know Lucas Arts and needing a nod and just giving one a try, the, mm-hmm. these are sort of the things that allure us. And and you know it's it's uh it can it can be another element that that might not have been thought of before, mm-hmm. the the consequence element. Yeah, and I recently heard somebody say that uh, you know. Death and Adventure Games breaks the immersion for them. And I'm so the other way around. Yeah. I'm like, it breaks immersion if I do something that should kill me and I don't die. Exactly. You know? yes. Yeah. And that ties into what I'm saying with the every other genre being death thing. It's like, it's, that's, that is what we're used to when we play a video game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. not, that, that's why the immersion thing really gets me. It's like, when else do you sit down with a video game 
and and <laughs> you know get to get to think of you know dying as not losing immersion it's it's that is that is you know playing a game is all about winning and losing like if you know cool. sometimes you lose and like oh i got to restore yeah that's the cost of losing and then when you win it feels really good because of the price you paid to lose and it. like <laughs> i know everyone gets that but maybe it should be kind of just reminded where it's like it, it's okay to have these consequences saving and loading there isn't just a key you can press, I know, but the whole process takes like six seconds each direction. Yeah. It's just like yeah. menu, load, There's last one, nowadays. go. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not a big deal. I don't know. And there's a uh, there's an indie adventure game that's very beloved out there right now, and I, don't, I feel bad for talking bad about it, but uh, there was a moment in there where um, <laughs> the game put me into a dangerous situation, and I waited to see what it would do mm -hmm. and it wouldn't kill me <laughs> i was just like why did you put me in this situation if you're not going right. to kill me it it became comical because it was really stalling for me to figure it out mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that that broke my immersion i'm like why am i not dead you're supposed to be killing me like i've, I've been here for like two minutes straight waiting for you to kill me especially you're, if just, like, trying to, you're trying to, <laughs> to dodge it yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and you, you recently brought to my attention a similar thing, and, and I think it was Kathy Rain, mm -hmm. where she's being attacked, and, and there's no, just that's like a... actually the exact situation I was trying to avoid mentioning, but yes. Oh, but should, yeah. I could, should, I, should I edit that? No, it's fine, it's fine. Okay. The cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I don't. I have a complicated relationship with that game. All right, I don't know how I feel no, about I know, it. No, I know. Me but, too. <laughs> but buy it, buy it, and play it. Support the developer. Yes. It's it's an amazing piece of art. The entire thing. It's shocking how little people put that amazing thing together. Bloody go yeah. buy it, and then you get to have an opinion. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely worth buying and playing. I'm, I'm, not, yes. I'm never not going to say that. Yeah, no, m most definitely. Whispers of Machine is, is possibly better by the same dev, so mm -hmm. consider that too. Anyway, the, the scene, it, it's, it's to give you a visual, because I had to look it up after, after Rick told me about it, it it's, it's meant to feel like, it, it's meant to predict how long it'll take the player to click, because if they wait any longer, it's going to look ridiculous. And, and, it, and it does. After like six seconds, it just loops in, in this I'm just about <laughs> to be killed scene. Oh, no. Like, I'm just about to be killed, killed, killed. And it just holds it. It's, it's goofy. It's weird. It, it's yeah. like, listen, as a player, you gave me 12 seconds to do something that should have taken three. If I can't do it in those 12 seconds, I probably should die. Mm. Yes. To, that's how playing games work. Sometimes you lose. And it's cool because it feels good to win. Like, you exactly. know what I mean? You need to lose to know how good it feels. So it's like, hey, just kill me, mate. I get it. I had way too much time to solve that. You know, I, yeah, I, I, there's no pressure to finish the game anymore. You're just like, well, whatever. I can just, I'm just going to leave it here. I'm going to go get a sandwich. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go for bed. I'm going to load up a new game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's an important line of immersion not to break an adventure game because we all kind of know that our decision making doesn't matter, but we, we allow ourselves to believe it will. So like, mm -hmm. as you're playing the game, you feel like what you're saying and the order of the dialogue tree you pick it in matters. And, and again, we know it doesn't, but it feels like it does. So when you, when you break mm -hmm. that one level of immersion where nothing matters, then it, it starts to have this ripple effect of like, mm -hmm. well, now all the other things I do don't matter. So 
you know, maybe they both just lose in this scenario, but <laughs> there's downsides to both, there's upsides to both. Be open-minded. But like the most popular games in the world, people are killing each other, and you're getting killed. And for no stupid reason, because it's online, and people are just coming and raiding your base and killing you and taking everything you own. It's like, y'all want to go out there and get your ass killed now, so... Mm-hmm. Like, where's, where's the doctrine about... Um how you're not supposed to go into strangers' houses, smash their pots, and take their money, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but you can't die in an adventure game. Come forbid. Yeah, it, it, the, the respawn time is it breaks some... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, it's, I, I don't get it, but I guess if anything, maybe I would just say if, if you don't like it, just be like, I don't like it because I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. that would be more palatable because making arguments just makes us counter-argue things that the other side does wrong and you know, nobody wins mm-hmm. except for the listeners. Sorry. Think about it this Ugh. way. We had to, that was all right. But okay. So <laughs> we died in a game and you saved your game previously. So here's the setup. It's an old computer. First, you have to wait for the load. You got to restore it. But then when you restore it, you're in a different scene. So you got to switch back to a previous disc. So you switch back to the previous disc. It loads the previous disc and then you're able to play from where you restored it. And it's like nowadays, if you're going to complain that it's a process. Like, it's yeah. not a process anymore. It's not yeah. a process. Come on. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> it's less punishment to die today than it was to travel from one side of the map to the other. Oh, God. Back so back in much the day. so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, just one last little thing I want to throw in. I guess, tech, uh, sort of in this fashion, an honorable mention. Um, I do want to say it's not so much a love-hate thing, so much as some people really like it, some people are kind of meh, but The uh, Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link, um, huh. I, I, I think it's... a different game? <laughs> it, it, I think it's great. I think people didn't like it because it was a little bit too different from Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say it's better than Legend of Zelda. I can say that if you really liked Legend of Zelda and you were expecting that, then sure, you can be disappointed, but uh, it was a great game, mm-hmm. and I think that it did a lot of things that I wish more games to this day kind of paid more attention to back then because they did a lot of things great um, that I really mm-hmm. wish stuck around. But because everyone wrote it off, there's a lot of things that people just never learned from. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it got a bad rap just for being different. Funny, you know what? James brought that up. My my husband brought that up right before this episode when I told him what the subject was. He's like, oh yeah, Zelda 1 and Zelda 2. <laughs> he's on your side of it too i mean he he really enjoyed it but uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are not of that mind for that reason Mm -hmm. yeah and it did you know one thing that i really wish especially in jrpgs um Mm -hmm. legend of zelda 2 uh adventures of the link got it right the the random encounters they knew exactly how to do it Mm -hmm. and everyone should have copied that they they knew that Mm -hmm. it was um you have the path that you walk on and you're safe. If you stray off the path, the enemies spawn. You see where they are on the map. If you touch them, you mm-hmm. fight them or you can escape from them. That's how it should be yeah. done. And no one's done that since as far as I've ever seen. <laughs> and I don't know why, but everyone do that. I did like that aspect so much. Mm-hmm. I also feel that way about them things you said. <laughs> Anna, any last words, last thoughts? I was just thinking about the game Populous and how it's it's kind of polarizing because a lot of people love it and the people that don't love it played it for a little bit and couldn't figure it out, kind of like The Dig. 
So the people mm. that I know that love Populous love it with all their heart. It's complicated and it's wonderful and it's a fantastic game. But somebody like me, like I just I couldn't figure it out. So yeah. it's not that I can say I don't like it either. But the people that love it, love it, love it, love it. So when we did that one episode where we talked about games that were that should be fun but weren't, I got a little bit of flack, right? Because it's mm. like, ah, oh, those are like the greatest games in the world you're picking on. I'm like, I know. I just I wasn't smart enough to figure them out. Okay. Yeah, we could even kind of broaden that out a bit to just hard games. Like, you know, mm -hmm. people think and there are camps of people that think that games should be hard. Mm -hmm. And I disagree. <laughs> but um... <laughs> <laughs> Or at least it should be an option or, or at least if it's too hard, I'm not going to play it. But uh, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, some people are just... If you're going to just... give me options, hard, easy, medium, I'm going to pick easy, so... Yeah, generally. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But but there are there are hard snobs. There are people out there mm -hmm. who are snobby about games not being hard enough for them. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's like it's like the way I eat spicy foods. Oh, that's not spicy. Can't give me more. <laughs> yeah. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> you call that a ghost pepper? <laughs> or the Paul, I guess that brings us to you. Final thoughts. Uh, I do not. Okay. So, <laughs> thank you guys very much for listening. Appreciate you. We're a page and a group on Facebook, so come bloody say hello to us. Um, you know, literally, do do that. Um, we're on Instagram at CGG Podcast. We're on Twitter. Do us a tweet at the CG Guild. We're at an email address, which is called... That's, that's a weird sentence, but it's, we're fine. It's mail at Classic Gamers Guild. Send us a mail and 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 put words in it. Um, yes, <laughs> put words in it. dot com. Um, and uh, we're also on Patreon. Thank you very much to all of our supporters. We really appreciate you. Um, shout out to a new Patreon, Paul at Southerington. Thank you, mate. We appreciate you very much. Um, and an extra special thanks to those in said tier is Jay Holmes and Mark Fillion. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, wish this check out Mark Fillion's game, Chinatown Detective Agency. And while you're at it, don't do a murder. Mm -hmm.